What's up, guys? This is the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey. Here with my co-host tonight, Cole Patterson. Dalton Miller could not be with us tonight, but we will see him again next week. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today, and we are going to spend a lot of the time previewing the Cowboys Thanksgiving Day game against the Washington football team. Uh, this is a second meeting between those two teams uh, this year. The first one did not go great for the Cowboys, so we are hoping that they are going to have a uh, much better performance in Week 12 uh, than they did earlier in the year. Before we get started, Cole, how you doing, bro? Yeah, um, doing pretty well. I can't really complain too much. Um, you know, I know my, them, all three of us really have, you know, kind of cheered for, you know, draft pick and all of that. But, I mean, still, at the end of the day, it's a fan. It's always nice to see a win. Um, sure. So it was, it was pretty cool, especially it's been so long to see the Cowboys come out victorious. So it gives us something different to talk about for once. Yeah, and, and I mean, again, you know, I think we kind of talked real positive about the Cowboys chances of making the playoffs last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we kind of finished that close that podcast with, if they want that opportunity, they're going to have to win this week. Like they're going to exactly. have to pull out one of these wins mm-hmm. that no one really expects them to win. And I feel like yeah. that's what they did. Um, Cause I mean, I, I, you know, I don't think you could lose against the Vikings, you know, and then go, expect to beat the Ravens you know you might exactly. beat the football team you might beat mm-hmm. the Eagles you might beat the Giants yeah. um, but if you really want to be you know no one's going to take you seriously but if you at mm-hmm. least you know I was kind of thinking about it the other day this is probably the best win that anyone in the NFC East has had so, <laughs> this isn't saying a ton but no yeah. right it's you know it's not like anybody beat you know the Chiefs or anything but yeah. it's it's still probably the best win that anyone in the East has had so it's you know it's it's uh it gives them a chance and i think that's kind of what we were talking about last week that they just if they want a chance at doing it it's going to have to start with the win against minnesota and they did that now they're going to have to they're going to have to get it back together uh you know and, and welcome the the football team into their house and, and hopefully have a much better performance than they did last time these two teams saw each other yeah i mean i guess all it really took for them to win was us to finally you know start talking positively we've all <laughs> You know, kind of talked about we went to draft pick. Uh, like you said, the t- first time we started talking about, hey, do they have a chance at the playoffs? They go out and beat the Vikings on the road. Um, and I guess my thing is, is like, I, I, I hope people don't take this as me being negative, but I think the Cowboys, even with all of their issues, matched up well with the Vikings. Yeah. They had been playing the run a whole lot better. Like they had been stopping the run a whole lot better. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they don't have the corners to match up with Minnesota's receivers, but the Minnesota Vikings don't throw the ball a ton until they have to. So yeah. like, that's what gave me hope going into that game is that if there's a team that the Cowboys match it, like they don't have a good defensive line. Yeah. They don't have a good secondary. So like the defensive line was never going to create, but so much pressure because half the people in the world don't even know a single person that plays on that defensive line. Mm, exactly. So like the real test I think is going to be this week where I think the red, I mean the football team, excuse me, give the Cowboys a lot more issues with their matchups with Chase Young and yeah. Deron Payne and Montez Sweat and mm. Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah. And I mean, again, the Jonathan Allen, the list goes on and on. So yeah, like, everybody problems. Right. We, we think, you know, we think that this offensive line is fixed because they move Zach Martin to right tackle. But we'll that interior, that interior has to go up against Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, yeah. you know, Chase Young, all those guys, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot tougher. And I think we saw that in the first matchup. But, um, you know, I I, I want to talk a little bit about this game before we get into predictions and what we think is gonna happen and all that. But 
what did you think and what can you see going forward to believe that Andy Dalton can give this team a chance uh, to win the division and then possibly even give them a chance in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, he looked really impressive on Sunday. As you mentioned, the Vikings don't have this elite defense that Mike Zimmer teams usually have. They don't really have any guy that you're scared of uh, rushing the passer. Their secondary uh, has a lot of rookies in it. They can get picked on a lot. Um, Dantzler and Gladney have had their struggles this season in year one. Um, so, like you said, it's not like they're going up against um, in the, in the elite defense or anything like that. But it was still nice to see Andy Dalton, you know, especially after how he played against Washington, to see him be able to, hey, this guy – can start games in the NFL. He's a functional NFL quarterback. Um, he looked really, he looked, in my opinion, he looked more decisive on Sunday. He looked like he knew where he wanted to go uh, with the football. Um, obviously, he had that one interception. Um, but he was finding C.D. Lamb. He was finding Amari Cooper. I mean, obviously, Amari Cooper is one of the best at getting open, and C.D. Lamb is turning into a freak uh, more and more each week. So that certainly helps. But, yeah, I mean, we've, I know Garrett Gilbert performed pretty well against Pittsburgh, but for the most part, the Cowboys quarterbacks have been a dumpster fire since Dak went down. So it's finally good to see, you know, on a, in a road game environment. I know the fans aren't there and all that, but still on the road, you know, and he was able to pull out a win. He had a good uh, game-winning drive to kind of get the Cowboys over the hump. And, yeah, I mean, for me, it was more of him. He wasn't scared uh, going with the football. Um, like you said, a part of that, we'll see how that how that goes when he has Monta Sweat and Chase Young down his throat. But, for the most part, yeah, he looked more decisive. He looked where he where he looked like he wanted to know, or excuse me, he looked like he knew where he wanted to go with the football, and he wasn't second guessing himself. Um, nothing was he didn't make any, in my opinion, spectacular plays or anything. Even the C.D. Lamb play wasn't a great throw. Um, the Z- Ezekiel Elliott throw was really just a swing pass. You know, it wasn't anything spectacular. Right. But the main takeaway was that he looked like a functional quarterback, and that's really all you can ask for, especially you know after watching Ben DiNucci and Dalton himself against Washington. Yeah, and I think another favorable matchup from an offense um, is this coming up week with the football team because they just yeah. don't have anyone that, that scare. You know, Terry McLaurin, I think, is a top 10 receiver in the league. Um, playing really well. You know, probably easily a top 10 receiver in the mm-hmm. league now if you really sat down and looked at him. But um, yeah. just, you know, I don't trust Alex Smith to get him the quarterback. The times yeah. I've watched Alex Smith – um, I'll spend a lot of my time tomorrow really diving into the the game film of Washington. But Alex Smith, you know, he'll probably win comeback player of the year this year because of the story, because yeah. of the situation, um, and because, you know, Washington has a chance to win the division too. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't think he's played well. Um, he is not the mobile quarterback that he used to be, and, and rightfully so. I mean, he's not going to be getting out of the pocket, but so much when he had such a nasty injury to a, you know, a leg taking a hit. So he's probably going to be a little bit more conservative in that area, his game. Um, And I think that, you know, you just, you can, your defense, like they gave up 25 last time they played uh, Washington. Um, Mm. But I think this defense has gotten better um, (laughs) since then, for sure. Um, You know, obviously Trayvon Diggs is went down, but I think, Leighton Vander Esch, though I've been very critical of Leighton Vander Esch the last two weeks, he's played tremendously, I think. Yes, yeah. um, done a whole lot better. Uh, this defensive line, I think, has played so much better since the departure of Don Terry Poe and Everson Griffin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, when you just when you look at the matchups um, from the Cowboys defense to the Washington offense going into this game, 
you feel like they're this the, the Cowboys defense, and this is probably the first time you're going to be able to say this. Is the first time I definitely say this. You feel like the Cowboys defense is going to give this team a chance to win on Thursday um, in Dallas mm-hmm. against the the football team, um, and really yeah. would give them, you know. Philadelphia has, uh, you know, a chance. They're hanging on as well. The Giants still fighting, but you know, I think if you pull off a division win this week, uh, you, you go to four and four and seven. You know, you're really in the driver's seat at that point because Philly's just not showing signs of life. Um, if anything, they're probably getting worse, especially on the offensive side of the ball each week. Um, obviously, if you can pull off a victory against the football team, that puts you in a, a positive spot in front of them, and then the Giants. I just expect Daniel Jones to fail. Um, yeah. That's, you know, yeah. like he'll start off and look great in the first quarter. And then um, just as the game progresses, the more he fills up his pants with manure because <laughs> that yeah. dude is the king of crap in his pants and he is going to crap his pants a lot. So, and they you have a great tough uh, schedule coming up. So. It's me and Daniel Jones. You see that Gil Brandt tweet of all the quarterbacks who you would, um, um, you know, start with start franchise with for next like ten years, I think it was eight years, something like that. I didn't see it. No. You threw in like Dak, Deshaun, Kyler, uh, Josh Allen, Lamar, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, all these guys, and he threw in Daniel Jones in there. Like we wouldn't notice. Everybody's like, why? Why did he throw Jones in there? <laughs> yeah, it's like his Terrence Steele tweet from a couple yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> like, come on. But yeah. yeah, I don't. It's hard to really trust Daniel Jones. You know. Uh, yeah. Guy, you don't really have any faith. I know Carson Wentz is playing worse and worse every yeah. single week, but it, um, it, they were talking about it on the radio today, yeah. ranking the NFC East, you know, quarterbacks mm-hmm. one through four. And I mean, realistically, Carson Wentz is fourth, and the other three, you might as well shake them up and throw them out. Um, Who's your number one? Is it Dalton or you going with Alex Smith? I mean, honestly, like, I, I don't think he's good, but. I'll probably put Daniel Jones first. Which kind of again, really I don't says think more he's about the NFC East quarterback. Any good, yeah. like yeah. at all. But I think Daniel Jones has got Jason Garrett as his play caller. Like, who's his number one receiver? You know, like like if I'm just evaluating the quarterback, yeah. like I feel like the fact that the the Giants even are in it right now with what they have on offense, with their offensive line not being great, you know, Saquon Barkley even though I don't think the running back matters that yeah. much. Like your Wayne Gallman and Deion Lewis are your starting running backs and Golden yeah. Tate and Darius Slayton are your two best, you know, Sterling Shepard's been up and down. So it's like, like he doesn't have a ton of work with. Right. So, yeah. so and, and again, like don't think he's very good at all, yeah. but I think it's, I would probably go Daniel Jones, Andy Dalton, Alex Smith, Carson Wentz right now, which is pretty insane because yeah. I mean, even though I hate the Philadelphia Eagles, like I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible. Me too, it, yeah. So. Like I've obviously always favored Dak and the Dak Wentz, you know, Dak Wentz golf, whatever debates. But I didn't think Wentz was ever going to regress this bad. Right. Like it's almost like I saw a tweet. I want to say it's from a scout or evaluate somebody. I saw it on Twitter where somebody was like, "Yeah, this is he's like Mitchell Trubisky level right now," and it's like this kind of worse. Yeah, and it's like horrible, like. Just to see, like, I mean, I know we're not supposed to like the Eagles or anything, but it's just crazy to see his fall from, like, you know, MVP candidate, him and Dak. That was, like, a legitimate debate. Um, now it's, like, like you said, he's behind Daniel Jones, Alex Smith, and Andy Dalton in the NFC East. Right. Um, do you think they, not to get off too far off topic, but do you think they give Hurts a chance before the end of the year, or do you think they stick it out with uh, Carson? 
mean, I think you're going to get to the point where you're going to have to because yeah. how can that team, yeah. right? Like, how can that team just keep, you know, because that defense is good. I mean, like, mm-hmm. people always, you know, people always are like, oh, the secondary is trash, but like, Slice they play. had the Browns at, you know, on the ropes yeah. for most of that game until, you know, Nick Chubb broke off a couple big runs. Yeah, but like competent Nick, quarterback, they win that game. Right. Nick like Chubb that. was like not doing a whole lot on the mm-hmm. ground. And, you know, they had a few big plays, but Baker missed a few touchdowns. But like that defense has played well for them, um, yeah. giving them multiple opportunities to win football mm-hmm. games. And the quarterback just, I mean, again, like, you throw, a yeah, he's just not giving them a chance. And that's the best way to say it. But, uh, Cowboys will get a get to go up against one of those quarterbacks in the NFC East uh, this coming Thursday on Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about that after a break. Uh, we'll be right back. We are talking the star. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we're back on the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey, here with my co-host tonight, Cole Patterson. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter, at ConnorNFLDraft and at Cole L. Patterson. Uh, Dalton Miller not with us tonight, but you can follow him on Twitter as well, at Dalton B. Miller. Uh, always want to give a big shout-out to Blogging the Boys, SB Nation, Vox Media, uh, for allowing us to host the podcast. Do us all a favor, uh, whatever podcast platform you listen on, Search Blogging the Boys, hit that subscribe button, and get a ton of different voices, a ton of different opinions from everyone over at Blogging the Boys. Um, you won't regret it, I promise you. You get a ton yeah. of different different voices and, and a ton of different shows uh, for absolutely free. So sure. if you're looking for Cowboys content, we can help provide that for you. But uh, let's dive into this Turkey Day game. Um, it's always always seems like in the past few years, this game's like been meaningless, I feel like, for for either meaningless or like just you yeah you know it was the chargers a few years ago or they just uh, that came as yeah i can't remember who it was it was it washington last year the buffalo buffalo yeah oh. buffalo crushed us mm-hmm. last year like it's yeah. been ugly here recently it's been ugly, yeah um and this is just success against washington on, on thanksgiving I mean, it's they, a good old <laughs> they have yeah they have that's that that is true um but Alex Smith, the starter now in Washington. We obviously had Kyle Allen last time we saw them. Um, I know a lot of people are down on Kyle Allen, but I thought he did a pretty decent job coming in for Dwayne Haskins. I mean, not going to set the world on fire, 
but I think he had a few games uh, with Washington, similar to how he did with Carolina a few years ago, where he came in, you know, won three or four games, and you know, it was kind of like, are we going to stick with Kyle Allen or is Cam Newton the guy? Mm. Um, yeah. And I think you know he played well. Uh, he threw for 194 yards and two touchdowns in that game. Looked really good. Um, Antonio Gibson was probably the reason. Yeah. You know, the defense was the reason they won. But on offense, Antonio Gibson uh, yeah. carried the ball 20 times for 126 yards and a touchdown. From a defensive side of the ball perspective, uh, what does this defense need to do to uh, come out victorious against the Washington Football Team? Yeah, uh, kind of like we said earlier, they don't really have a lot of offensive personnel that really scares you in any way. Obviously, McLaurin is one of the best receivers in the league, and I really like Gibson coming out, and he's kind of proven that this year. That he, he's a guy that can get into the end zone. He might not be the best running back in the league or anything crazy, but he's a guy. I mean, he got scored against Dallas. Um, he's playing pretty well as of late, too. Those are the two guys that they obviously need to key on because they really don't have anybody else that you're like, whoa, that guy's going to oh. beat us if we take him out. Um uh, they're Especially starting with, tight ends of former quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they don't. there's not a lot of options for uh, Alex Smith to go to. But, yeah, I think it's – I mean, I don't know if there's one specific thing that they need to do because, like you said, they've, they've gotten so much better. I know it's all relative because they're so terrible the last time these two teams played. But still, um, they've gotten a lot better since then. Um, I think it does come down to if their run game – if their run defense can continue to be steady and continue – to uh, make it hard because, I mean, Alex Smith, like you said, the story is inspirational and everything, but he's not a guy that's going to beat you. Um, it does work. Our secondary does worry me, especially without Trayvon Diggs. I mean, I know saying that Trayvon Diggs did give up that touchdown at <laughs> McLaurin the last time, but still I'd feel much more confident if he was out there to at least throw it, McLaurin, you know, at least have him out there in the secondary. So I'm always scared that McLaurin's going to get break a deep one. But I really think it just comes down to if they can win the trenches and um, I obviously don't think they're going to win the trenches on the other side of the ball, but if they can win the trenches on defense, I think they'll go a long way in um, getting a win. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think that's the thing with Alex Smith is is you almost got to force him to beat you. Exactly. Um, now that's kind of what the team did last week with with uh, with Kirk Cousins. You know that you know Kirk Cousins got his, but it just couldn't. It, they I think they knew going into that game that they weren't going to throw the ball enough to where like. Yeah. They could beat them early and then stay on top of them with the passing game. They knew they were going to stay dedicated to the run because that's the way Minnesota plays. Yeah. And you almost have to treat the Washington football team the same way, I think. I think yeah. you have to choke the run. Don't let Antonio Gibson go for 128 yards and a touchdown. You yeah. know, limit his impact. Mm-hmm. And then on third downs, you know, when it when it gets in those obvious passing game situations, I wouldn't mind seeing them bracket Terry McLaurin and force mm-hmm. Alex Smith to go to you know, Logan Thomas or exactly. Steven Sims or, mm. I mean, again, the rest of those receiving receivers are just no, no name guys. Yeah. So it's like yeah. force a bad quarterback to throw the ball to bad, bad receivers. receivers. I mean, you again, it sounds fun. so simple, mm-hmm. but in my opinion, I think early downs, you really set up to choke the run, mm. force them to, you know, throw the ball. And if they beat, you know, if Terry McLaurin goes for 90 yards again, like, and Take a touchdown, even. I yeah. feel like you got a chance with the way this offensive line should play and with these receivers. I mean, again, the, that, that last game was just so bad. I mean, it so was ugly, yeah. like offensively. Right. You know, it like the score was, re- like, right. it was just It was just terrible. So mm-hmm. I think you're going to play better than you did last time. And I think the best way for you to do that is to just not let Antonio Gibson run for 128 yards and a touchdown. Like that. I think that's the difference. 
Yeah. And again, I'm one who says running the ball, running the ball matters, but the running back doesn't matter. And I think the Washington football team kind of gives a good example of that because, yeah. you know, the casual football fan probably has no clue where Antonio Gibson came from, who exactly. he is, but he can, you know, if you let him, if, if you don't stop him make and, you the, and the offensive line blocks, you're mm-hmm. screwed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the true. case with every team in the NFL, no matter if it's Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, or Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman <laughs> and Antonio Gibson and yeah. you know Boston Michael. Scott. Right. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. so I, like I said, I mean I think I think if you can force Kyle, uh, if you can reinforce Alex Smith to be the one to beat you in this game, you probably set yourself up for success. Um, but on the offensive side of the ball, um, obviously it was a disastrous last time these, these two teams played. Only three points. Uh, Andy Dalton was not good, and then he was concussed late in the game. Um, what can they do differently on offense this week to not have it turn out the same way it did last time? Yeah, I mean, really – they need everything to go opposite of what happened last time, <laughs> plain and simple. But yeah, um, I just really hope they don't try to rely on the on the run game on early downs because against this specific defense, right. especially, um, you can make a strong argument of Washington. If they don't have the best front seven in the NFL, it's always up there. I mean, their front four is really good. They got two elite pass rushers that are coming on strong. Um, their interior is really good. Um, it's just gonna make like hard for. Passing and rushing the ball, but especially rushing just because you don't have your uh, obviously full five guys healthy. You got Zach Martin playing a different position. Granted, he's still Zach Martin, still really good. But I don't think you can rely on running the ball early, um, especially in this game. And I know um, that's not a strategy for any game, but I think it's more important against Washington if you're trying to get that win just because of the personnel differences um, between the two sides of the line. So I think it really just comes down to Andy Dalton, you know, get, being able to get the ball out quick, um, whether that's Tomari Cooper, if it's trying to get C.D. Lamb more involved. Dalton Schultz is getting uh, coming on strong lately as well. I think it, he has to really prove that he can get – I'm not asking him for further 400 yards and five touchdowns or anything, but he has to be decisive. I think in that Washington game he was uh, kind of scared, gun-shy at least, you know, seeing all these Washington dudes coming at him. I mean – Probably would be too, to be honest. But you can't be that. You can't do that as an NFL quarterback. He was hesitant. He didn't know to go with the football. Um, maybe the Minnesota game gave him some confidence. That hey, you know, I started in this started in this league for a long time. I have dudes at wide receiver. Dalton Schultz is a guy that I can trust. Um, so I think it really just comes down to how he performs, which might be a bailout. I mean, quarterback play usually um, has a strong correlation to winning and losing games. So I think it really just truly does just come down to how he plays as far as getting the ball out quick and not holding on to the football and letting that uh letting chase young and montez sweat live in the backfield and keep hitting him um uh, like they did last time yeah what terrifies me is that this team's going to come out and run the ball a lot because they were successful doing yeah. it last week and not, real, not not yeah. realizing that jaleel johnson is the best player on the minnesota yeah. defense but would be the seventh best player on yeah. the you know, Washington defense. Exactly. And that, that's what that's what scares me is that, you know, they'll come out and try to have that same game plan. Mm. And again, like the running game did work last week for the Cowboys against the Vikings, but the passing game was there too when it needed to be. Um, it wasn't always pretty, but when they could hit CD for 20-some yards on the mm. corner route and they could hit 
you know, Amari Cooper on some of those big slants across the middle and Dalton Schultz. And, yeah. you know, they, they had Michael Gallup a few times, you know, obviously he had a few drops as well, but he had another big player too as well. So I feel like, like you said, like, I think the biggest thing for this team mm-hmm. is going to be, get, and again, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like getting the ball to Dalton Schultz on first down yeah. for it. It seems like Dalton Schultz is open on every single option route that he crazy. runs on. For, I mean, like, by yeah. eight, it's the easiest eight yards in the world. Just don't throw it, the ball into the ground or over his head. And it's like he's wide open. He's he's become a very good route runner, like a guy who can set defenders up um, at that mesh point. Uh, you know, when he has those option routes called, he's able mm-hmm. to always make the right decision. Like he's, he's become a real on, yeah. weapon in the receiving game. Um, we were I think, really worried when Jarwin went down, but he's yeah. really stepped up in a huge way. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and, and he blocked really well last week. So, you know, I think you, you'll you have success running the football at certain times um, mm-hmm. against the, the the football team. But I think the most important thing is, is you can't rely on it to be what you live and die on, you know, because you you will punt a ton. You will, you know, you will force your injured kick a bunch of long field goals, and that should be what you want to stay away from. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't think Andy Dalton's a great quarterback. I don't think he's – he might not even be a good quarterback. I think what you said, if he can play to that functional level yeah, to where exactly. he's just not killing you every time he drops back, you know, not pulling a Ryan Finley on you because yeah. that's, you know, again, as much as I think Andy Dalton could be and should be better than he is – Watching guys like Ryan Finley come in and like just absolutely have no clue Jake what's Lynn. going on. Yeah, it's just it's it's I tweeted it out last week, but it's just hilarious to me how bad backup quarterbacks are. Yeah. Like I know you're a backup for a reason, but it's like you've played this position since you were probably eleven years paid, old. All of them are getting paid millions of dollars. And it's like right. they don't like, know how to played to at do. a high college level. Like you obviously played at that level enough to where an NFL team was like, let's give this guy a chance. And then they get into the yeah. game and you would think that they had never seen the field. before. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just, just wild. Yeah. And, and I mean, again, you know, the, the Washington secondary has played a whole lot better than I think a lot of people thought it was this year. Cause they don't have, you know, uh, Kendall Fuller, uh, Jimmy yeah, Moreland, big, big guys, no, yeah. no big name guys, yeah. but they do a pretty solid job on the back end. A lot of that's probably thanks to the guys on the front end. Yeah, um, makes it easier. But, th- but they do their do their job on the back end. So do I think, think it's, uh, let me interrupt. But do you think not having Landon Collins at all? I mean, I know he isn't the same player as he was in New York. Do you think that changes anything um, in this matchup? I mean, or do you think Troy Apke is not good at all. Yeah. Um, I don't think Landon Collins is some world beater by any means. Yeah. I think he's a solid, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna say, right. Um, so, I mean, I think there's a definite, definite downgrade there from the, you know, the guy they faced last time they saw this team, um, which, you know, that's good. Like get Dalton Schultz manned up on yeah. Troy Apke, you know, get Tony Pollard and your, your, your slot guys lined up on that guy. If, if you can, I mean, you know, most of the time they're, when you got three receivers on the field, the Washington defense is going to be in nickel too. So it's not like yeah. you're going to have linebackers on your receivers or anything like that, but you know, if there's an opportunity for you to motion Tony Pollard out into the slot and have Troy Apke or a linebacker, and I'm like, let's take advantage of that matchup. And, yeah. and I think that could be a, a big – because Kellen Moore called a fantastic game last week. And I think okay. if he can do the same thing – and again, he was probably a little more run-heavy than I wanted them to be. But mm. they were running it semi-effectively. But when they needed to draw up a good play, when they needed to – 
do some things and, you know, put some wrinkles in the running game to give Tony Pollard a big runway or to give Ezekiel Elliott a, you know, an easy four or five yards. They were able to do that. So if he game that he had last week against the Vikings I think this offense will be good and I think this uh, team's got a chance to to win for sure no I agree I agree so let's go ahead and uh, give our predictions for this game we normally don't do this because we're kind of in the middle of the week and there's so much time you know to to go until we Mm -hmm. but we're actually gonna do this two weeks in a row because we have the Ravens next week on Mm -hmm. Thursday night as well so we are gonna give predictions today I'll start with you though Cole what Mm -hmm. is your game prediction Man, I could really see this going any way or either way. Um, I think Dallas has improved since the last time these two teams matched up. But as you kind of said earlier, I think Washington presents a much difficult, much more difficult challenge than Minnesota did. Uh, at the end of the day, I think that defense is just too much for Dallas to really overcome. Um, I think that that front seven, or especially that D-line, kind of owns the uh, line of scrimmage and doesn't allow the, anything to get going offensively. I do think it's close. I do think it's competitive, and the Cowboys do have a chance to win. But I think uh, Washington wins 17 to 13 in a low-scoring game. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm gonna go a different way just because I mm-hmm. think I have a lot of faith in Kellen Moore okay. to take what this team struggled with the last time these two teams face each other and flip it around and use some of their aggressiveness against them. Um, I'm going to have the Cowboys winning 21-20 on a nail-biter. Um, really close game. Yeah, I just I, I think this defense, the Cowboys defense, gives them a chance in this game. Because they've played solid, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Vikings offense um, is pretty pretty good when it needs to be. Kirk Cousins yeah. kind of middle-of-the-pack quarterback with Dalvin Cook, the best running back in the league. Really good You know, two of the better receivers in the league, so... Mm-hmm. I think, you know, this defense is improving. I think, it, you know, Alex Smith is, is a little bit of a downgrade from Kyle Allen. And I just think that, that they're going to give him a chance. I think they've had some addition by subtraction. I think DeMarcus Lawrence has been playing really well. Yeah. I think Randy Gregory's played, you know, extremely well. Um, so I think they'll be able – Leighton Vander Esch yeah. has been so much better. So I think this defense gives them a chance. I think they actually uh, score a touchdown this game. The defense does. So I think that helps with the – the scoring because I don't see this offense coming out and just beating up the Washington uh, defense at all. So I think the the the, the Cowboys offense uh, scores a touchdown or two, and the 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 Cowboys defense either scores a touchdown or sets them up with a easy touchdown for the offense. No, I think that all makes logical sense, and um, I do agree with a lot of what you said. This is more of I want to see if this team could put back to back, you know, consecutive good oh, games together. Um, also, part of it, me deep down, still hoping for a high draft pick. But, you know, um, I'll be what you said lo- makes logical sense. I just need to see this team, you know, like I said, kind of right. put two games together. We didn't even talk about it, but I, I think this team's going to come out and play some expired, inspired football oh, this yeah. Sunday, too, with mm-hmm. with what's going on with uh, oh, for Marcus sure. Paul, the, the strength and conditioning coach. We obviously didn't even mention that because we don't really know yeah, the full details, but – Mm-hmm. Uh, either way, it, you know, it, it sounds like it was pretty, uh, pretty serious thing that happened at the facility today. And I think, you know, being a, you know, being someone who's been around strength and conditioning coaches and in, in baseball, baseball more than football, but seen it in football as well. Like those guys are really the heart and soul of a coaching For staff. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, you always see the position coach and the, but those guys spend more time with those strength and conditioning coaches than anybody. Every morning, you know, every off season, it's strength and conditioning. It's mm. lifting weights. It's yeah, getting your body in shape. Yeah. So mm. I think uh, 
you know, and those guys are normally loud and very aggressive and want you to push yourself to the limits. And I think this team has a chance of coming out and being pretty inspired and wanting to play hard for a guy that's pushed them to the limits for, for years. So definitely agree with that. Well, cool. Let's uh, cross our fingers. And, And the good thing about this season is, can't really go you know none of it can be but so bad because if you lose great if you win great you yeah know, a win puts you closer to winning the division and, and winning you know going to the playoffs which you can never complain about mm. um i just don't want to go seven and nine and miss the playoffs but i think yeah. in this division you're you're probably if you win six or seven games there's a really good chance i'd be shocked if they win six games i'd be shocked if they're not yeah. Representing the NFC East. I think you, I think you get it done with five too, honestly. Yeah, with how, no, with how sure. bad it is. Um, mm. But uh, but let's uh, let's get out of here. I uh, want to wish everybody happy holidays. Have a great day, and uh, let's root on the Cowboys and hopefully they can pull out another another win and get them one step closer to the NFC East title because that would be one way or the other. That would be fun. So yeah. we're gonna cross our fingers for that. And if they lose, not but so mad at that either. So. Yeah. We will uh, see you guys next week. Uh, Enjoy your holidays, and we'll see you guys next week. We are Talking the Star.